the Sex Chat with Dr. Cat. Hi, this is Sex Chat with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Cat Van Kirk, clinical sexologist and marriage and family therapist. And I'm here with my worldly man about town, my gay boyfriend, Mr. Ross Martineau. Well, hello there, straight girlfriend. <laughs> yo, hi there. And, um, yo. Yo. And uh, what are we here to do, Ross? Well, we are here to answer your questions. And if you want us to answer your question, you can call the Dr. Cat 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week listener line at 213-270-1968. Or in this age of high-speed high <laughs> internet, you can email us at sexchat at drcat.com. That is correct, and you can help support us by supporting our sponsors, adamandeve.com. You can go to adamandeve.com right now and get 50% off almost any item, plus a free gift and free shipping when you enter the code DRCAT at the checkout. That's D-R-K-A-T. But you know, I can't even come up with a decent segue for this, so I'm just going to go into it. Um, you know, women... Hello, have um, their sex noises, we have found out through research, have nothing to do with their orgasms. I did. I read the study <laughs> that you sent me. It was very interesting. Of course, you know, it's a little questionable because it was only 71 English, English women <laughs> who were studied. So it could be saying something more about the English than about all women. But that being said... It could be um, just the repressive English nature, you think? That's just the, uh, they're a little tightly yeah, wound, maybe? <laughs> yeah. But I did, I thought it was really interesting, super interesting that um, they're saying that the majority of women's, you know, vocal prowess comes, like, literally comes before a man comes, or, you know, just before <laughs> or during his orgasm, and has, generally has nothing to do with her own. <laughs> it's, it's just for show, apparently. It's just in order to help get him off, which is... Makes me a little sad, but you know, it's like it's very. They, they were taught, they were referred to it as the study found that women's copulatory vocalizations that sounds very English were reportedly it's made so most <laughs> I know, mm, copulatory yeah. reportedly made most often before and during male ejaculation, not necessarily during their own orgasm. So, you know, what's there to say? I guess, uh, I guess, so they are faking it. They are faking it, which really sucks. So we'll see. Um, and they said, according to the report, women were least likely to experience orgasm during penetration by a man, which we already kind of know. So, yeah, because right. our bodies are just, you know, anatomically set up to not be uh, completely um, set up for clitoral stimulation during regular missionary position. Right. So that's that's where that comes from. Right. Sex is definitely a hands-on situation. That's right. They said they were more likely to have an orgasm after self-manipulation, manipulation by their partner, or oral sex. In that order. So There you go. <laughs> so, so there you go. But I just thought that was an interesting little piece of news. Um, because, you know, we've, we've talked about vocalizations during sex. You know, some people who are overly concerned about thinking they're too loud and other people thinking they're not loud enough and wanting to learn to vocalize more and come to find out this is kind of where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we'll have to see what happens with that. But um, 
yeah, that's that is the deal there. And um, I've always wondered, you know, it's I've always imagined the people who are really quiet during sex are the ones that you know maybe just like jerked off as a kid and you know they, they either grew up with like you know a bu- in a bunk bed or with their parents like on the next wall over and so you had to be really quiet and I, i'm i'm just you know i imagine that that's maybe where you know your Some habit socialization of, yeah it's like you know it's like why don't you i don't ever hear you because because i grew up in a bunk bed <laughs> well no funny you mentioned that because and funny we had mentioned the catholic upbringing too because i've actually gotten on my husband about that because he's very quiet and it's almost disconcerting. <laughs> really? Where are we at? What are we doing? Are you sure you like this? <laughs> I'm, and, and even for all of my training, all the sexology stuff and everything else, you know, I have my moments. But it's true. It's like I tend to probably be more quiet versus not, which I've had to kind of – I've actually learned, worked at like training myself out of that because I realized a lot of it is is just the repression of how I was brought up. So – And there's still all that sort of, you know, you know, awful shame and taboo around, you know, around sex, which is just, you know, we're here to bust that door open, baby. But but how many people don't enjoy hearing their neighbors have sex, at least occasionally? (laughs) I don't know. Mr. and Mrs. McGillicuddy, I don't know if I really want to hear them going at it there. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it kind of just lets, well, I'm a sexologist, it lets me know that all is right in the world, you know. Right. As long as she doesn't sound like she's being beaten and I have to worry about, like, reporting somebody. So. (laughs) Right. Right. Old lady crabapple. God, she's a screamer. (laughs) i remember i used to live in this in this townhome and you could hear college kids lived on the back wall and um you you could hear them having sex all the time but then there was this one night there was this whole other kind of octave level raising to the girl and i'm like oh they just went anal there you go A whole did other you, level there. Did you send over a congratulatory <laughs> fruit basket? <laughs> I think I left some lube at the front door. But <laughs> anyway, we will be right back after a quick 30 second break from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. It's Sex Chat with Dr. Cat. Hey there, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and get 50% off just about any item. That's 50% off adult toys, lubes, movies, or almost anything you desire. Plus, get a free extra gift, so sensual, we can't mention it here. And to top it all off, free shipping. And no, we're not teasing. Just type Dr. Cat for the offer code upon checkout. That's offer code D-R-K-A-T at adamandeve.com. Okay, first question is from Kathleen, and she has lost some sensitivity. Kathleen says, I am 52 and have a very active sex life with my very active and luscious husband. My frustration is that at 52, it takes me so much longer to get stimulated. Even my nipples, which were once the most sensitive part, has diminished significantly. I've tried Zestra and the Clit Sensitizer from Adam and Eve, but these creams haven't done it for me. Is there a little purple pill for women? Please help. I'm getting a bit frustrated. Unfortunately, I don't think there is a purple pill for a woman. Not even pink. Uh, (laughs) That is true. Yeah, I mean, what they found is that female sexual response is so much more complicated physiologically than men because of the hormones um, and because of just the way our anatomy works um, that it's been much more difficult coming up with a pill like a Viagra. 
for us. And they found that women who have arousal issues or um, response issues, you know, part of it can, you know, can be related to aging like she's talking about because all of our tissues and muscle fibers and things, we tend to lose elasticity and, and um, also we tend to lubricate less as we age. And so therefore things don't seem as sensitive as they once were. And then also, if you're looking at kind of hormone levels um, dropping off for some women, um, that's why some, for some of them doing like a testosterone patch or something like that, or Kathleen, I was going to suggest like a testosterone cream, you might need to actually go the pharmaceutical route for this if you've tried the other over-the-counter sensitizers. So. And the other thing is, you know, I mean, I think it's a natural evolution of our of our bodies in general, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know... It, it's going to take a little longer the you know the older you get and maybe part of part of the play is that you know okay maybe you have longer sessions of foreplay and the actual act is a little quicker <laughs> because you know it may take you longer to get there and it may take take him longer to get up there right. so you know hopefully you can meet in the middle and you know Kathleen it sounds like you know you you and your husband are still having a grand old time so yeah. um uh, it's, you know, I'm sure it is a little frustrating because our bodies do change. I know mine have, I, my, you know, and I, I see changes all the time, but, uh, not always the changes we want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, damn wrinkles. Damn it. But, uh, yeah, you know, I just say, you know, kind of have fun and, and, uh, you know, explore the, explore the doctor route, as she said, and, you know, maybe see what happens. Yeah. It, 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 to see if that is an option for you, but I think you're right in general, if she can, if she can reframe things to where sex play is not just about, you know, getting aroused and getting penetrated and kind of, you know, getting the orgasm, it should be about the entire time you're together being intimate. And so if you can learn to really enjoy that entire time, even the time where, especially if you're not so focused on trying to get aroused, um, you can really work with your body's own systems and kind of just relaxing into it and, you know, probably find yourself aroused more quickly than you even thought just by taking the pressure off. So there you go. that's the deal. What's the next question, Ross? Okay, Jeff is trying to keep it going. So he says he is 32 and his girlfriend's 20. Um, he says, I am her first and she is my 20 plus, if. Um, okay. Bragger. Um, the numbers game. <laughs> right. uh, he says, I was reading your reply about coming too fast. I have a variation of minor issues. Uh, number one, she refuses to masturbate. Okay. Number two, either I can last forever and never come. Uh, losing erection halfway through or just never get there. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, she can but rarely comes with me inside. I have to hit her clit or rub it in order for her to finish. Huh? Number four, oh my gosh, it's a, it's a lot. Top ten things that Carl has wrong. Um, uh, he says, I have to have her surprise me with new underwear, um, etc. So it feels like I'm unwrapping a new gift every time. Okay. Number five, she loves on top, but I go soft when she uh, when she is, since most of what she's doing is is grinding her clit. Number six, we're both taller, five ten and five eleven, so positions are limited. We bought a uh, we bought a liberator, but find it's at the wrong angles. So how do we find support and the right angles? And number. <laughs> one, more, one more one more number you seven she is the only the second person who can do oral until i finish and it takes forever she loves me coming in her mouth but i wish it lasted i lasted longer during oral and longer sure. during sex ideas 
Okay. Oh, yeah. He said lasted shorter during oral and longer during sex, right? Okay. Sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Okay. So let's let's wade through this as as quickly as we can. Start at the very beginning. <laughs> That's right. Um. So the issue that she refuses to masturbate at twenty years of age, yeah, you know, which is unfortunate because I think she could learn a lot about her own body and and share that with him. So if there's any way to to reinforce her masturbating, I think that would be a good call. And especially yeah, too, if you're talking about having trouble in positions, if she her masturbating herself in whatever position she's in really opens up possibilities there. Right. And it kind of explores what she likes and what works for her, you know, rather right. than waiting, you know, especially if she's a virgin, it's like, she doesn't really know what's out there. So girl, there's a whole buffet in front of you. Start, <laughs> start tasting. And for her to feel empowered over her own orgasm, because it sounds like a lot of this, this spiel here has to do with, you know, um, yes, you know, like he said, the only I, she can't go with me just penetrating her. Well, duh, we just talked about how anatomy does not line up that way in missionary position for most people. The idea of just having a vaginal orgasm in any position is a bit of a fat haha fallacy for, for a lot of women. The, the right. easiest route to orgasm for most women is clitoral. Now, granted, you could focus on her her trying to have a, a G-spot orgasm, but there are different positions involved in that, and usually a toy or a finger is better for that than peanut than pin penetration. Right. So um, he's just, part of this, I think, um, is that he's just going to have to get you to see the idea that, yes, there's a reason why she's clitorally focused, and that's because that is her anatomy. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we, we've said repeatedly, and as you just said, it's like, you know, it's not a big deal that she can't come when you're coming inside her. It's like, right. you know, it's it's wonderful when it happens, but, you know, as a gay man, it's like, you know, the timing is rare that two guys Very can, you know, come at, come at the same time. It's like, you just, it's, it's a little give and take, you know, so... Yeah. I think it's an unrealistic expectation for most people, that whole thing about, yes, having the same exact sexual response cycle and being able to, it happens sometimes, but to have that expectation that you're both going to come at the same time is just, it's just going to ruin the rest of the experience for you if that's all you're going to be focused on. Right. The other thing is that, you know, getting away from this a little bit is that you have a big responsibility on your shoulders, buddy, and I'm going to I'm going to hold you to it. You know, you're 32 and you've had 20 plus women and she's 20 and you're her first. It's like you better be good to her. You know, if she likes to get on top and she likes to grind it, then let her do that. You know, you're you're you're, you're she's exploring with you. And, you know, as they say, you do never forget your first, but um, be 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 kind to her. That's true. And I appreciate, you know, he's taking the time to write in because absolutely, I think absolutely. he cares absolutely. and that's good. But I, I think you're right. I think you definitely need to give her a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt in this case. And I think it's great that they tried a liberator for those people who don't know what liberators are out there. It's like sex furniture, just angled wedges of furniture to help you get into different positions. You know, I, I've talked to a lot of people who are on the taller side um, that I've had friends who both well, and for, for men too, in particular, if you're both six foot, six foot two or something like that, um, I think it's, it's less of an issue that the, the positions are limited. You just really have to find what works for you. And if that is, you know, standing up or in the bathtub or sitting down or on the edge of the bed, you know, that always works. That's, that's sort of an equalizer. I think whether you're short or tall, it's like, oh, you know, right. you put someone on the edge of the bed, it's like, it's right there. It levels the playing field. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and really, and be, and using toys as well. 
um, you know, maybe getting her a toy would help give her permission to masturbate and also use use the toys during intercourse because again too you have way more options with positioning if you're using a toy um, you know where either let's say you want to penetrate her and you want to make sure she gets clitoral action well then like one of those vibrating cock rings with the clit stimulators on them would be perfect I want to remind you that um, with adamandeve.com and that using your the code Dr. Cat at checkout, you oh, can have, you know, 50% off a lot of that underwear. So, <laughs> off that order. Oh, that's true. Because Every time. That's, okay, the fact, yeah, if you say you have to have her surprise you, I mean, D-R-A-T that's really? at checkout. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a lot of underwear, yo. Um, I appreciate it. I think it's kind of a uh, a cute idea that you're unwrapping her as a gift and you know you value her as such but um yeah you know that's a lot to keep that mixed up and then then the last issue here is about the oral she loves when you come in her mouth but you wish that you lasted less time during oral and longer during um sex it might just be a matter of two maybe you're gonna maybe you just need to go back and forth between penetration and oral and then she can you know you come in her mouth at the end so um, because I know some guys just aren't as sensitive with oral and it just takes a longer period of time. So, um, that might be an option too, but thanks for checking in and you're right. Just what was the thing with, with, with great responsibility, what, with great power comes great responsibility. Be nice to her, girl. <laughs> Show her the way. Nice sounds like you're having fun. Just, uh, it's true. Next question comes from Ray, and Ray wants to get it up in there. Ray says, I'm a 50-year-old man who has no trouble getting an erection, for which I am grateful. However, I don't seem to be able to come vaginally inside my girlfriend. I was married for many years, and my ex-wife could not have an orgasm vaginally, so we sticked to we, we, we switched to a method of mutual manual stimulation of each other for the last 10 years of our marriage. I don't have any issue ejaculating with manual stimulation, but often need to fantasize while masturbating is what he's saying basically my girlfriend is very hot and a great lover so i don't think that's an issue i don't use a condom and we have begun using an oil with her manually stimulating me to climax but i would really like to give her what she wants and that's to come inside of her i think she's getting frustrated and taking it personally so it sounds like you know ray it's you obviously you can get a you can get a heart on and you can come and and you're having great sex play and it sounds like she wants you to penetrate her and to come inside of her because of that. So there's this power in that, I guess, which is, is great. But have you thought about just jerking off or having her jerk you off? And then, you know, kind of when you're about to hit the wall is when you stick it in and finish up inside her. So that kind of sounds like that might be a win-win situation. Yeah, and I think it's all about knowing that uh, for you, Ray, that point of no return. You know, you know, you all, everyone at some point knows that point right before they're going to come, that ejaculating and specifically men, that it's inevitable. And so you've just, I think, probably got to work on the timing with that um, to be able to get it. Because I, I totally, I totally get the the bonding idea of having somebody ejaculate inside of you and being able to receive them, and in actuality too, that's part of. Um, uh, there's even a biochemical sort of uh, reaction that people have when they have somebody else's mm. fluid inside of them, you know, it mm. releases more oxytocin so that you feel more bonded to people. So I, I get that. Do you need to have that every time? I don't, 
I don't think so. Um, but it would probably be nice that, you know, you would have that option at least a certain number of times so you, that you both feel satisfied with, ha with having the experience. Right. And on a regular I, I would hope that the girlfriend, you know, it all, almost sounds, uh, Ray, like you, your girlfriend might have, I, I can't even say it's a self-esteem issue, but, you know, it's like, well, maybe her thought is, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm, there's something wrong that I can't make him come inside of me. And that's not the case at all. It's just, you know, it, it's it's no different than a woman who can't have an orgasm with a with penal penetration, you know. Um, exactly. It, you know. Um, everybody's yeah. wired a little differently and this is yeah. just your, how you're wired. And, um, I, I think for her in particular, if she reads anything out there about how orgasm or sexual response works, um, it should reinforce the idea that she's absolutely not at fault and, you know, that everyone is responsible for their own orgasms, male, female, or in between. And that, uh, you guys can work together as a team to, to fine tune things, but ultimately, it's just just the fact that you know you're both willing and open. You're find you're you're already finding ways to compensate for it. Um, I think you just need to have a little more patience and kind of work on right. work on and the talk timing about issues. A little bit, you know. Right. And talk about so, yeah. so you see where her head is at. Yeah, the more you you Ray can kind of reinforce to her that, like you said, she's very hot and a wonderful lover, and just make sure you're telling her that too because. That might help her get over the sensitivity with this issue. Great. The next question is from Saud, S-A-U-D. Saud is concerned about self-pleasure. Uh, his question is, I have developed a habit of masturbation and I'm 23 years old. Does regular masturbation affect your health, sex life, eye vision? Please help. Please help. <laughs> it improves everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where this is coming from. We we get a lot of questions, and I have through the years from people from other countries, um, and in other countries where there's still a lot of the taboo issues around masturbation to the point of where people literally still ask about hairy palms and not being fertile because they're masturbating, and that it hurts hurts your okay. life force, sort of thing. Okay, I gotcha. think that's where he's coming from. Well, we're here to say okay. no. I mean, it, it, well, <laughs> it doesn't affect your vision unless you go cross-eyed from, you know, the, the freaky orgasms you're giving yourself. Yeah. Um, the only way that I could see that it could possibly hurt your sex life, you know, there is a danger of jerking off the same way. If you jerk off the same way for, you know, 10 years, then it, it's going to be hard when you get with a partner and suddenly their orifice doesn't kind of feel the way that your hand does. And, and so I would just say, you know, the one thing is keep masturbating and change it up. Use your left hand, use lube, use a sock, use, you know, just, um, uh, have at it and have fun and, uh, and don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually any of the research out there side that you look up from anywhere reputable, um, it all says how good sex and masturbation is for the immune system, for the cardiovascular system. Um, it leading, it helps really helps you lead a healthy, well-rounded lifestyle. And as you says, you've de developed a habit at the age of 23. Um, you know, right. <laughs> right. as long as it's not interfering with your ability to get to work or to have relationships, it, it can be considered a healthy habit. So leave it at that. <laughs> It's Sex Chat with Dr. Cat.